Hello and welcome to another episode of Story Screen Presents Hot Takes, the podcast where we watch a new movie and then we hit the microphone directly afterwards and record our first impressions. I'm Jack Kolajewski, your host, and I'm joined today by... Jeremy Kolajewski, my brother. brother Jeremy. Um, how you doing, Jeremy? Doing okay. Yeah, doing all right? Pretty good lazy Sunday. Yeah, it's a, it's a quiet, fall, rainy day. Yeah. Good day to see a movie. Not too much of a reason to, uh, you know, to like go out. You know, it's nice no, to stay. No, definitely don't want to go out on a day like today. It's nice to stay in. We didn't go out. And we didn't. We, we did watched. Not. We watched something on um, the Netflix. Yeah. So I, we were looking for just something to do today, something to record. Um, and there was not a lot of stuff out in the theaters right now. It's kind of mm. like going on the end of October. Most of the stuff that's out there is like you're kind of. Was Jigsaw's out right yeah. now? Mm-hmm. Um, Happy Death Day, which I do actually want to see. Um, what else? The The Foreigner, the Foreigner, the which, Jackie Chan, which I I heard wasn't as good as it could have been. Oh really? Yeah. Mm. Um, and you know the Oscar season hasn't really been fully uh, like kickstarted yet, so there isn't a whole bunch of like oscar-worthy stuff on the theaters right now so it's, it's kind of like a weird lull it's kind of limbo right now next yeah. week kicks off some good some some hot movies in the theaters oh, that absolutely we definitely go and see and podcast about but uh today we stayed in uh because netflix has a slew of original movies it feels like coming out all the time oh yeah now. they've been they've been killing it they've been busy especially this month um you know they've been throwing out a whole bunch of uh a bunch of like horror and like spooky related stuff. They've done to a lot of horror stuff. Celebrate this month. the holiday. Like they have the the new Stephen King thing. Um, two nine, two Stephen King things. Right, right. They have because they did Gerald's game. Gerald's game at the beginning of last month, I want to mm-hmm. say, and then this month they put out 1922 with Thomas Jane. Mm-hmm. And they also, you know, they also have uh, Stranger Things. Stranger Things just dropped two, the other day. And um, you been watching any of that? I watched a couple episodes. A couple I, episodes. I like it. Yeah, I'm so into far. it as well. I think three episodes in, and so far, I'm. I mean, I knew I would, but it seems quite good so far. Probably save discussing more of that for a later podcast. Yeah, we'll get into that on another podcast, I think. And but, uh, uh, today we watched another horror offering in on Netflix, uh, The Babysitter. The Babysitter. It came out a couple weeks ago. Um, just just kind of dropped. Uh, on onto Netflix, um, directed by Mick G. I was gonna ask you, who, what do you know about this movie? Because I I've I've seen the trailer um, a couple times, and it looked interesting, but I don't know anything about this movie. Okay, so so it just it just came out of nowhere, directed by Mick G, who hasn't, as far as I know, hasn't done anything in in quite some time. What is that, Mick G? That it's just familiar. It, it's just like a nickname the guy has. It, he might have given it to himself, or you can't give yourself your own nickname. <laughs> what has um, this guy done before, though? So he did the first two Charlie's Angels movies from the early two thousands. Wow, a real you know, a real accomplishment right there. The Charlie's Angels movies. Um, I'm just looking on IMDb here. It looks like he does a bunch of kind of. He does a lot of TV. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nikita. Mm-hmm. Chuck. 
There's not a lot of good stuff in here. I no, say. no, there's not no. A, and, a lot of high quality material here. The last, the last uh, major movie that I remember him doing was Terminator Salvation. Oh, that was like, ooh, that doesn't even come up here. Is that not even? <laughs> it should. Like, it was like the last major motion picture that he did huh. in the theater. Weird. And that was like kind of the beginning of the end for the Terminator franchise uh-huh. right there. You, it's you, not you, though. I mean, they're making another Terminator uh, movie. I mean, the beginning of the end of quality. Sure, we'll see how that <laughs> that one goes. He did a Pussycat Dolls TV show. Oh, okay. Huh. Huh. Interesting. Anyway, this is his new movie on Netflix. Uh huh. Um, what did you think? Okay, so. F- the babysitter is it's like a uh, it's like a horror comedy in the vein of Scream, and well, how I would kind of describe this yeah. movie as like a mix between Scream and like Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, it's a, I was gonna say it's a little bit got like Edgar Wright kind of vibes. A little in there. bit. Definitely not the same like level of expertise as Edgar Wright, but he's definitely no. going for that very absurd kind of cheeky horror with like, like very fast pace editing. Yeah, and. I would describe this movie as having no chill. It's aggressive. It's very aggressive. It's very aggressive. In both its dialogue and its editing, it's very, very over the top. There's not an ounce of subtlety to this movie whatsoever, which is no. fine for which something like this. because it, it is very much going for that fun, over-the-top, silly horror. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would have actually liked to watch this in a theater. Yeah, that would have been fun, especially in a in a big crowd to get all the reactions and uh-huh. stuff. You know, maybe maybe having this go to, straight to Netflix was a little bit, um, you know. Yeah, but I imagine for something like this, it doesn't really make some sense budget wise to put something like this in the theaters and probably have it underperform in the theater. I imagine. I, I don't. Mean, I don't know how it could have done all right. I guess, but Netflix is definitely getting into their publishing arm and is putting out time. a lot of material they they released like over a dozen movies and apparently they are pretty soon here gonna get started on putting movies out in theaters uh i don't know too much about that well they, re- the they released um that, i think they released uh what's that one with idris elba from from like a couple of years ago. i've seen the movie but the name is like escaping me peace of no nation uh peace okay. of no nation they mm-hmm. actually put that out in the theater for um for a little bit, but it didn't do too well in the box office because, mm-hmm. you know, everyone could just, like, hop onto their laptops or their any device they wanted to and just watch it at home. Yeah, so. I mean, certainly if you give people, if you put it on both and you give people the option of just staying in and watching something or going out to the theater, I, I would assume the majority of people would just stay home. Yeah, um, yeah. But it was nice to watch this new movie yeah, just in the comfort of our own home on a rainy day. For sure, today. for sure. But what did you think of it? What did I think of it? Yeah, yeah. It was it was fun. I yeah. I, I definitely in, enjoyed its its over the top nature and just how it just leans so hard and heavy into the the over over the top like gore and very uh, you know it has a very crazy sense of humor. Um, so so we have this uh, this little adolescent oh, yeah. boy Go ahead, set this up we have this supposed little, to be 12 he's like 12 13 i think they mentioned he's a freshman they in call high him a teen sure but his dad's trying to teach him to drive it doesn't really make sense he says at some point that he's 12 that kid does not look 12 no no i would believe he's like um a freshman in high school 
Like, probably. Probably like pretty, 13, 14. Pretty similar to the ages of, of the group of kids in Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah. He's that age. And he's bullied a lot. You know, he's your typical coming-of-age nerdy kid that you find in all of these... Uh, teen horror teen comedy movies i i don't i don't think i bought the like nerdiness of him really i don't think they really earned that they leaned into it a bit too hard very much like this is your stereotypical nerd like like soft kid who is like just gonna get walked all over by everybody and i think that's sort of by design yeah of course it is but i don't know if i mean again none of subtlety is not this movie's strong point no Uh, no. So whatever. Like it doesn't really matter. No, they, they establish like this kid gets picked on, he oh, gets yeah, walked all time. over, and um, he has this babysitter, this incredibly attractive blonde, tall babysitter mm-hmm. played by Samara Weaving. The name is familiar. I don't know what she what she's from. She kind of looks like the uh, the blonde prostitute from Sin City. But I know it's not uh, Goldie. Yeah, Goldie. She mm-hmm. looks a bit like Goldie. She has very similar hair and yep. facial features, but it's not her. She's much younger. Right. So she's supposed to be like a senior in high school, probably, or maybe even like early college. Sure. Age. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, late teens, if not probably yeah. twenty at the most, I would say. So so one so one fateful evening, um, they go. The parents go out to do you know parenting. I think they things. go away for a weekend. Yeah. And uh and this this girl, this babysitter is of course um she goes to babysit this kid and uh the night that she does so, she invites some friends over and she performs this human sacrifice. It very much becomes off the rails. Uh, and that yeah, that's when the movie really starts. It takes a bit to get going. Uh-huh. It well they're I guess they're trying to establish him being nerdy and but also him really trusting the babysitter because they spend a good amount of time just him kind of hanging out with the babysitter and establishing him. the relationship. What's the the kid's name? So I don't have to keep saying him. Cole? Cole. Yeah, cuz yeah, cuz so. yeah, they kept calling him like yeah, Cole Cole and Cancer, right, right. Uh and that is that guy is played by Do you remember that off the top of your head? No. I'd be impressed. You remember the babysitter's name? Yeah, well, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> what are you trying to say? It's, I I ain't saying. Uh the kid's name is Judah Lewis. Okay. Judah Lewis. Um, Robbie Amell was his his dad. Robbie Amell. No, no, Robbie Amell. Oh was no, that's the, the guy. Um, that's the that was the guy. We'll get to like him in a minute. Looking guy. So I'm trying to figure out his dad. Oh, Ken Marino is his dad. Yeah. Where's he from? Everybody looks vaguely familiar. Yeah. In this. Oh, he's in Wet Hot American Summer. Okay. That's, that's how it. you know. Yep. I know you're mm-hmm. a big fan of that. Mm-hmm. He plays Victor in Wet Hot American Summer. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Everybody's like vaguely familiar looking in this movie because they're all feeling like the like it's very tropey they're leaning into those the like goofy like teen horror tropes so so it's like it kind of turns like the teen horror trope on its head where instead of the um like this group of teenagers being the victims right they're the antagonists right it's the hot teenagers that are like the 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 villains villains in this movie so you have you have your your leader which is the babysitter um b is her character's name B, right, B, right, yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, you have the the um, the big stereotypical jock dude. That's mm-hmm. that's Robbie Amell, Friday looking guy. Um, you have the uh, Friday, cheerleader. Yeah, the cheerleader mm-hmm. played by uh, well known model Bella Thorne. Um, oh, 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, well known. Like she, like she pops up on Snapchat, like advertisements all the time. That's oh. that's how I know her from. Gotcha. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm must be behind on my Snapchat advertisements. Probably Should look into that more. Um, you have you have the the stereotypical black guy, um, who, you know, he's he. He's he's not exactly uh, your token black guy. Yeah, he's your token black guy. Yeah, he, he is. You know, maybe maybe Get Out maybe should have. <laughs> I mean, this movie is leaning into all those tropes. Oh, like, for sure. All the lines sure. that you know the the cheerleader has are all like dumb, like kind of. She's just talking about her boobs most of the time. Uh-huh. Like she's kind of an airhead. Like B is, I guess B is probably more of an interesting character because she actually seems to have some sort of like intelligence she has a lot of charisma yeah the, um, the actress brings a lot of charisma but to, like to these are very much filling those like it's it's also got heavy cabin in the woods vibes like yeah it, it understands horror tropes it's playing into the horror tropes i don't know if it does it quite as well as uh cabin in the woods does because cabin in the woods really like mastered that kind of self-parody of mm-hmm. like that self-parody but also at the same time like just love and celebration of horror whereas this is just it's very campy. It's silly. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a good time. Uh, the movie sticks in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, Almost got sort of like a Home Alone vibe. Yeah, at some point a very gruesome Home Alone. Very, very gruesome. It is gory. Yeah, quite gory. It is very gory. It's like, like almost to like a like an almost Japanese style yeah. with how the blood just kind of like fountains. What's out. What's that Peter Jackson movie? Um, Dead Alive. Dead Alive. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. Not quite as like. Not using the claymation effects to that sort of like body horror gore stuff. But no. It is, you know, you get spraying, arterial spray, mm-hmm. you get heads exploding, mm-hmm. oh, all yeah. that jazz. There's a pretty good head explosion. There's a pretty good head explosion. In Might there. have been CG, but, you Probably. know. Probably. That's so. Yeah. I can't imagine this movie had a huge budget. I have to imagine. That I mean, made... it looked nice. It looked good. It looked yeah. very sleek. It had, you know, a bunch of nice uh, digital cameras mm-hmm. i i assume so you know it didn't like look super low budget it looked like it no had no no production not, value i mean you know digital film technology has allowed you to make a movie that looks sharp for less than it used to cost yeah so movies like this can exist yeah um i uh i do i did like um they use a lot of like digital overlay effects on this on the screen I think mm-hmm. that's probably where you're getting at with um, the Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim comparison. Influence. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was funny. I mean, I think that's not exactly super original anymore. No, it still... seemed like a tiny bit forced it, for me. If anything, I think this entire movie feels a little bit forced. A little bit forced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because they are so over top the top of everything that everything is a little bit a little bit disingenuous. I think that's where I was also trying to get at with um with the with um. Cole, like, like they're forcing him into that nerdy kid role where I don't yeah. really buy it that well. Um, and the whole and the relationship between between um, B and Cole in the beginning, they don't let it play out as naturally as maybe they could have. Well, they go into that like there, there's a once B they they set up B and Cole or B is going to be babysitting Cole for the weekend while his parents are away and then you get this kind of montage of them 
They do this like choreographed dance. Yeah, they do a choreographed dance, totally uh, ex machina style. Yeah, and then they're like watching a movie, and there's weird smoke going on. They're like acting out the. Mo- <laughs> there's no way they're acting out like a like a, a western from the 60s. Yeah, I maybe don't actually know what this, if Mike the western was, was if Mike was here, he would he probably know what it was. It looked like, like a like a kung fu western almost. Yeah, I kind of want to know what that is. Um, but it is. It's very silly. There's no babysitter on the planet that would actually, like, hang out with a kid and have this. Like, babysitters put on the TV. They're like, here, here's play a video game so I don't actually have to watch it that closely. And then go look at their phone or, as they said in the beginning of this, go make out with their boyfriend. Sure, sure. Um, this is like, it's almost like Mick G's, like, ideal babysitter. It is very much like a lot of it. It's is hyper reality is the through the lens of of a teenager mm-hmm. as he would perceive things right mm-hmm. like you've got the bullies you've got the the hot the hot babysitter and like a lot of it is very much leaning into how a 13 year old 14 year old would like perceive the world sure and in that way it's it's that i feel like is more genuine that's 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 a good point that's a good point um i thought all five of the um of of the group like they did a good job. They they re- they really put in a lot of effort. Yeah, they into... went for it. They they certainly went for it. All the performances in this is everybody's going for it. B I think was a very good. Like, yeah, she's very charming. Yeah, um, had a lot of role. charisma, like I said before, and uh, she she certainly had a uh, a good presence. I I'm not sure if I 100 percent bought her as like a very threatening villain. Well, no, but I I think at the same time she's like Cole trusts her going in mm-hmm. and cares about her and like they have this rapport and then it get, all gets flipped on its head when stuff starts popping off do you want to say here we'll we'll probably start talking about more plot specific stuff yeah yeah um, um i think if if you're listening to this and just interested in just watching a silly popcorn horror movie. especially with a group of friends yeah especially this time of year you know crack a few beers watch, yeah watch this movie definitely get some pizza hang out That's and it's on it's on netflix uh, everyone on the planet by now has a netflix account so just like or pop it on their parents have a netflix account or yeah <laughs> or or uh as is our case or the your family has a netflix account so i will like, ride that wave for as long as i can absolutely 100%. pay for my own amazon prime so my parents can't see the things i order online but Netflix is all all bets are off. All bets are off. And so the yeah, spoiler gloves are off now as well. Spoiler gloves. So pause this right now. Go watch the Babysitter. No, you don't have to go watch it, but you can. I mean, if I you would, want, I would say you know what you're getting into. If you watch the trailer, I think you have a pretty good idea of what you're going into. It is that, but it's fun. It's worth the hour and nineteen minutes. I think it mm-hmm. ran for. Mm-hmm. So do you, what do you have to say about this movie spoiler? Uh, so when it goes into the the whole horror aspect of it, the whole the gore, when it turns, when it turns, it turns like it turns hard, <laughs> instantly, yeah. like almost more instant from like from dusk till dawn. Yeah, because it doesn't even like really build up to it, like, it, pops it doesn't off. it doesn't have that like you know it has a. Mm, the, the the violin and the soundtrack really pops in it's like oh shit something's gonna happen no like immediately they're just the the, the teenagers just playing spin the bottle right gratuitously playing spin oh my the God. bottle that makeout scene was like 
it's just funny how long it goes on for. Like it's it's comical in the way of how over yeah. the top it is. But then immediately you have this the nerdy kid, and she just fucking drives the knife mm-hmm. right and and, and double like, knife like two handed bump- knives into the top of his skull like almost like she was driving like a pair of scissors uh-huh, into right. his head yeah and then blood starts gushing out it's fucking they're like harvesting the blood yeah in sacrificial cups very much like evil dead too yeah or something because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. she has this crazy big book she as has well effectively the necronomicon this like old ass book full of moon runes and stuff uh-huh and and then that's that's just where it fucking pops off from there and it right. doesn't really stop until until the end of well it. from there it becomes you're like all right we have five characters and the kid and we're sort of just gonna pick everybody off one by one horror movie teen horror movie style mm-hmm. but like you said it does kind of flip that whole idea of the teens being picked off because they're being murdered by some you know monster or serial killer or something this is them trying to murder the 12 year old and him sort of home aloneing them in a fatal fashion very fatal very very fatal although when you when you look back and watch home alone again like joe pesci and and the other guy they should have been dead they should have been dead like Mm -hmm. especially in home alone 2 when he drops the brick onto um Mm -hmm. marv's head and it just, it just sort of goes thunk, thunk. And then, yeah no and he just falls comically like no he would have a he would his, have his skull, skull would have been caved in mm-hmm. there and i feel like if that were to happen in this movie their their skulls would have been, their their head would have exploded because there's, of like the there, hyper there reality a, a few exploding everybody had very soft skulls yeah in this movie it's hard to pierce a, a skull with a knife like that really mm mm-hmm. mhm yeah, it's not easy. It takes way more pressure than you think. How do you know that? What? What? Um, so, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't have there's like a not, ton to say you can't about really, this movie. You really. can't really analyze this movie. I'm not this trying thing, to analyze it. I mean, like, there's not like a whole ton of things to to really like get into like the meat into it's not like cabin in the woods where you can like discuss like the major themes of what it has to say about about the state of horror and the state of yeah well i mean part of genre part of the appeal of cabin in the woods also which made cabin in the woods very difficult to recommend to people because really it's like okay just watch it Mm -hmm. what's it about well so some kids in a cabin in the woods and and it's a horror movie and stuff ensues but it's like the 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 shock of Cabin in the Woods becoming what it really is, mm-hmm. like, is all awesome. Oh, yeah. And if absolutely. you can go into that unspoiled and not know what you're getting into with Cabin in the Woods, you should see Cabin in the Woods. Absolutely. Anybody watching 100%. or listening to this that has not seen Cabin in the Woods, watch that instead of this. I think I think I watch uh, I think I watch that like every year. Like Once every year. Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's, a good it's movie. such a Halloween up, staple. You pick now. up on on little tiny nods here oh, and yeah. there multiple times that's definitely toward the uh credit to um joss whedon's script yeah yes absolutely the crazy thing about that is that like that movie was shot and like completed in like 2009 yeah a long time right and then it they didn't release it until like three years later wow in 2012 yeah and it didn't do great in the box office well again because you you have like a trailer for that that's like it makes it look like this very typical slasher teen cabin in the woods and i think 
at the time that it came out, people's reaction was like, why would I go see this? This looks like the most generic mm-hmm. thing ever. And it just turns out to be... I mean, I think if Joss Whedon had to put it out, like, m- more now, that people have know much better who Joss Whedon actually is. It might have mm-hmm. done better in the theaters. But, I mean, that movie, too, probably would have had a better yeah. takeoff being a Netflix original like this. But... Um, I, I bring, I bring this up because the babysitter is a lot more, um, expected of of what it does. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, when we were watching it, um, I predicted like a lot of things. Yeah. I mean, if you've seen the trailer, that's exactly what this movie is. Like it's all there, you know, but it's still a fun ride anyway, along the, along the way. It's, there's not too many, uh, twists and turns that you wouldn't see coming. Yeah. Well, that's okay too. But that's I mean, okay. Yeah. That, but that's okay for for what it is. It works. Uh-huh. And um, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, it 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 works for what it is. Mm-hmm. That's that's the most I can I can really say. It doesn't exceed expectations, mm-hmm. but no. it, at the same time, it doesn't really disappoint it like falls into the middle it yeah. has some pretty good gore it has some creative gore i thought the uh the award going through the dude's neck it was pretty good that was that was pretty well, good I mean, they show you the rc car like precariously put by the stairs oh yeah probably the, three or four times before he actually trips on it and the, it's like okay yeah the uh-huh. foreshadowing and, and the chekhov's everything chekhov's everything was very hammered space you got chekhov's rc car oh yeah the crawl space that had a whole bunch of like tarantulas yeah like south american tarantulas dozens of of full-size tarantulas just hanging out down uh-huh. there mm-hmm. it's 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 like it doesn't seem like the tarantulas were naturally there. It just seemed, it, it. I could tell it was just they got a whole bunch of trainers just, just release release all these tarantulas in there. Yeah, yeah, and then there were also webs, which tarantulas don't really do. Well, I could admit other spiders sure. doing those webs. Sure. I mean, that's that's it, right? Well, like the rain I mean, out there is intense. It's storming hard. Yeah, it's a good. It's a good night to watch a horror movie. Um, <laughs> it's a dark and stormy night. It was. It is a dark and stormy night. Um, but it like. That's the kind of stuff I think that makes this movie more fun is the way it leans into that stuff. Like mm-hmm. he, he, like the when they show the crawl space in the beginning, the kid's mom is going down there. Cole's mm-hmm. mom is going down there to set up traps, I guess, for vermin. But like she's just hanging for out. The tarantulas. Yeah, I don't know. No, she seems cool with the tarantulas. She's trying to kill like rats or something, I guess. Yes. So she's under the crawl space, and there's there's literally like four tarantulas in the shot, just like crawling all over her. And she's like, oh, they're not bothering you." Like it's and it's like that. It just it's silly. Maybe that's the message of this movie is to respect your your spiders. Your spiders, spiders are cool. Well, they're cool if they're outside. I don't yeah, know if I like them in the house. Yeah, you know, I don't love them in the house, but uh, especially I'm cool with them at a distance. Especially when you're like eating dinner and one like crawls on your leg. That's that's like invading. Oh no, no touching. That's invading personal space. No, no, bro. no touching. You don't want that. No, no, touching no. is not okay. No spiders. Take note. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, I really also liked how over the top it got at the very end. Oh my god! Where he just he drives him steals a car, car, and then drives it through his house in order to defeat the babysitter. Ultimately, which I mean, yeah, fuck it's- it, go for it. It's not. I mean, it's not like this babysitter had like any like kind of like immortal prowess to her. It's no. not like this book of the dead made her like bulletproof. I think I would have liked the, if they had done more with the like the book of the dead stuff. Yeah. Like anytime you introduce a ritual into a movie like this, 
you want the ritual to happen, right? So like it, you can actually see. You have you seen House of the Devil? No, I haven't. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, um, yeah I, I know that. I have that on my shutter queue. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's fun. Yeah, it's uh, he does the the whole like eighties. He it's shot in like I think he put it out in like two thousand eleven or something like that. But it's shot like an eighties movie. Okay. Um, Tom Noonan's in there. Oh, Very okay. Creepy. Yeah. Does um d- is, did he shoot it on like film? That or? I don't actually know. Okay. I'm not because that would really that would really sell it. I actually just watched uh the follow up Ty West's follow up to that movie uh The Innkeepers. Have you seen that one? No, I I haven't really seen, not any, seen any Ty, Ty West stuff. Ty West. Have you seen Your Next? That one I have. That's Adam Wingard. But I think Ty West was involved with that one also. He was in it. He was the guy that gets oh, shot in, in the crossbow okay. in the beginning. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because there's that whole like in crowd of, right, right, right. of horror guys right, like right. Ty West and Adam Wingard and um what are the guys that do creep? I always forget his name. The guy that does creep. Yeah. Um shit. And he Mark also Duplass. Did, yeah, the Duplass brothers. Mm-hmm. Like they they're in this whole like indie horror crowd and they just star and produce each other's movies that's great that's awesome yeah, that's that that's great that. yeah yeah that's really cool creep there's a creep two out now i didn't see creep one because oh, dude be- i don't know because the 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 plot like hits kind of close to home for me since i've done like videography, videography craigslist stuff. stuff and like in the back of my mind i'm always like afraid that I I know it's very unlikely. That well, I mean, anytime you go on Craigslist and take a job, you are putting your life in your own hands. You're right. You're mm-hmm. right. You know, never know what you're gonna get. So so something so something like creep might you know it hits a bit close to home. I do want to watch. it. It's though. really good though. It's very fun. I'm sure it's very creative. And talk about like doing pulling something off on a shoestring budget. I mean, mm-hmm. like the director is actually the one holding the camera sure yeah him. so it's and it's just him and mark duplass pretty much the entire and that's like a found footage dealy yeah yeah well because he's he gets hired to be a videographer for mark duplass off craigslist and uh he just goes and has the camera pointed at him the whole time and that's the movie so nice all right there's a lot of fun horror out there yeah of, like in the indie horror scene right yeah now. a lot of people doing creative interesting stuff that's that's cool the the babysitter might not be the best option, but it's a solid one. Well, if you probably if you're like us, I've seen most of the stuff that's out yeah. there now, so it's cool that Netflix is still putting out new stuff. We were between watching this and 1922, mm-hmm. um, and we went for this one. Um, Maybe 1922 will be a future uh, podcast. Well, it's still see. early. We just do a double feature. I'm hanging out. We'll see. We'll see. Um. You have anything? Any closing thoughts about the babysitter? Um, it's it's a solid flick. It's not great. It's not bad. Uh, all it's the fun. yeah, it's fun. All the actors and actresses are game. Um, They're having a good has, time. It has solid directing. Uh-huh. It has a lot of fun gore. I mean, it's not particularly scary, but it's not trying to be. So I'm not. Oh, it's not scary it, at all. Knock it for that. But it doesn't aim. It doesn't really aim for the stars, but. For what it, for what it is, it's enjoyable. It's in, it's entertaining. Mm-hmm. It's entertaining. I agree with all of the above sure. sentiment. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, this was a, a brief one, mm-hmm. but I guess it was a pretty brief movie, also. But mm-hmm. um, thank you for listening. Um, check out StoryScreenBeacon.com for more podcasts, articles, reviews, and the like. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a lot of cool stuff in the pipeline. We're gonna finish up. Uh, 
our Batarang series. Watch the rest of the... We've got Dark Knight Rises and... Um, Batman versus Batman Superman. versus Superman. I cannot believe I'm letting Robbie and Mike bully me into watching that movie, um, taking my purity away from me. But uh, we've got that and a whole lot of other cool content coming up on StoryScreenBeacon.com. So check all that out and uh, keep an eye on this podcast feed for more in the future. Thanks for joining me, Jeremy. Absolutely happy to be here. And I'm Jack Kaljeski. Have a good night. Adios. doesn't go on the table. Mm-hmm. <sighs>